differently. The first law of behavior change is make it obvious. The two most common cues are time and location. Creating an implementation intention is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a specific time and location. The implementation intention formula is I will behavior at time in location. Habit stacking is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a current habit. The habit stacking formula is after current habit, I will new habit. Hey everyone, Andrew here and welcome to the next episode of the podcast. Hope you're all doing well and having a a nice start to your week and uh, uh, just finishing up this weekend. um, My daughter had a little hockey tournament here and it was fun, was fun. Again, uh, I don't know uh, for... Anyone who is listening out there who has kids that are still involved in uh, amateur sports and stuff with uh, the recent pandemic there, it's where, you know, it's pretty much shut down for us for the most part for a year and a half. Um, I have to say I am really cherishing these moments um, that I have with uh, Haley and, and again, um, you know, maybe the parents out there that are listening who have young children, let me tell you, time flies, it goes by super quick, and before you know it, you're towards the end of it. And um, again, just a lot of fun to uh, to be there. Part of the journey is one of the coaches and um, you know, helping her along and her team along uh, in the journey there of, uh, you know, just having fun and, and playing hockey here in Canada, <laughs> eh? <laughs> so there you go. Canadian uh, in uh, in five seconds or so. Um, welcome, welcome to another week of the podcast, and uh, really trying to soak these last few podcasts in. You know, it's been a fun journey, and um, you know, I find myself just being super reflective of the past two years and a bit, and just. Um, the benefits of this atomic habit and um, so again uh, thanks for being along and always know that uh, I really really value feedback and I value your comments Um, if there's anything that's happening with these pods that are helping you grow and and uh, move in a really cool direction uh, feel free to let me know too it's always nice to hear and so uh, this week, uh, coming up on the train, and then before we dive into the pod, um, the end of yet another uh, Power Zone challenge, and uh, what an awesome one it's been. And, um, you know, bumping her down from four rides a week to three rides a week, I've really seen, um, you know, great improvements uh, in this one. And uh, I'm excited for the FTP test. So it's in the last week. It's week eight. So it's kind of like a taper week. I'm not even sure if I'm going to do it. I think I might just, I feel ready for the, uh, the FTP. And, um, you know, as Wilper say, says, regardless of what happens, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I do feel really, really ready for uh, another little uh, evaluation. <laughs> so... Um, 
Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is um, one of the mornings this week when I wake up, if the body feels good and everything's on point, I might just go for it. So that could be uh, tomorrow morning there. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll uh, I'll get her done for sure, though. And and again, um, you know, there's a a ride I was doing, and and Matt was talking about the FTP test and he was talking about the ebbs and flows of training and, and how the FTP test is really just an indicator of, of where things are at. And, um, sometimes we take the test and we expect that after eight weeks of training that there's necessarily going to be a gain of some sort. And the FTP test is really just, a you know, an indicator of, of where you're at, um, physiologically and, and with the training. And again, as we're training, there's going to be really good sequences where the body's healthy and everything's on point. And then sometimes, especially us being a little older, right? We tweak things and, and sometimes that has an impact on the overall training. So you might do an FTP test and, and not score as high or score a bit lower or whatever, and then get discouraged and go, well, the power zone training was, wasn't, purposeful just have a little sip here so I think um, you know again just always keeping in mind that that training piece is um, is a it's a long-term thing and it goes really well with the book we're doing atomic habits right um, and you know seeing it more along the lines of wellness and and a nice progressive structure of training that you can follow and and uh, it presents with incredible challenges. Like I look back at, what was it, week six? And uh, there's some rides there. Whoa. I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of different uh, Peloton rides. And I remember even going um, for PRs and stuff like that. But I'll tell you, there's been a few rides on this uh, eight-week sequence that have been the toughest rides I've ever done. And... It just looks different, right? Um, you know, when you're going for a PR push and you're just going like max effort for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, that's one way of doing it. But when you actually settle into um, a 60-minute power zone ride, I remember that one 60-minute power zone ride where it was all uh, zone 4-5. And um, wow, what a ride that was. And there was a nice little interval ride too, mostly zone 6-7 with huge um you know or actually the 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 rest periods i couldn't get over it i was like what uh, matt had the rest periods at 15 seconds in between intervals and the progression went um you know series of 15 on 15 off and then you got a little break and then it was 30 minute uh, 30 seconds on 15 seconds off and you get a little break, and then it was 45 seconds hold uh, at a high zone five with only 15 seconds rest, and then back at it, and then you repeat that sequence. So again, tough, tough ride. Um, but again, lots of fun, lots of fun. So this week on the podcast, uh, we dive into chapter five of the book, and um, it talks about the best way to start a new habit. And so... I think what's really important is, um, and I'll give you guys an example of, of how 
I guess before Atomic Habits and then after Atomic Habits for me a bit. So if I look at, you know, early in the evolution, different times where I've started to uh, try to, um, you know, incorporate different training pieces or whatnot. And, and maybe this speaks to you and these are things that you do or have done. Um, you know, it, it'll be, okay, so I want to get back in shape. I want to start exercising, exercising again. And so what I'm going to do is I have a goal this week of exercising um, four times this week, right? Um, and it could be even related to the Peloton bike, right? Like I'm going to, like this week, my goal is to ride four times this week. And the problem with that is when you don't make it intentional, then the days can start to really have a big impact because we are able to negotiate our way out of pretty much anything, right? It's just something we're able to do as humans. So in chapter five, when you're establishing a new atomic habit, it's people who make a specific plan for when and where they will perform a new habit are more likely to follow through. Okay, so in order to start a new habit, you must define the place and time very precisely and say to yourself what exactly you will do. So again, um, if you look back, you know, right now you might be in a, in a good place, but if you look back um, and you use examples like, uh, I'm going to train four times this week. Well, again, right, like, you know, if you say, okay, so I'm going to do it tomorrow. All right, so tomorrow's Monday. And then you wake up and you think, okay. And before you go to bed, you're thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to wake up before work. I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm going to do it before work. All right, boom. The alarm goes off, snooze, 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 snooze. Ah, oh, but, and then you're, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Because you know what? I have time at lunch today and I'm going to do it at lunch today. And, um, you know, a little a meeting goes a little longer. You don't have time at lunch and, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. Right when I get home before supper <laughs> and you get home and then life happens and doesn't happen, but it's okay. Cause I'm going to do it like later tonight when the kids are in bed, I'm going to do it. I promise. And you get to the end of the day, you're exhausted, you're tired and you're like, okay, it's no problem. <laughs> There's seven days in a week. I said I'd do four. I can always do it tomorrow, right? And then the sequence repeats. And it's so easy that way to, to kind of derail, right? So that's why, again, uh, if ever you start to think about trying to really, um, you know, establish an atomic habit of some sort, in order to start a new habit, you must define the place and time very precisely and say to yourself what exactly you will do. So that's really, really important. I'm just going to mute this because there's a song that's about to come on. <laughs> okay. It's like I say to you guys, like I'm the podcast creator and uh, doer and engineer of the, <laughs> the sound and stuff. All right. Sorry. It's Sunday night. And I'm a little tired here. Um, okay, so here's what we do. Here are your action steps. So first, step one. Okay, so there's two steps. Step one, 
Set clear intentions about where and when you will take action. So create a sentence in the following form. Okay, so when situation X arises, I will perform response Y. Okay, so a couple examples. I will meditate for one minute at 7 a.m. in my kitchen. Okay. Two, I will study Spanish for 20 minutes at 6 p.m. in my bedroom. So you see how that works? Set clear intentions about where and when you will take action. Once you get that habit going and you're experiencing success with it, you can use the, the habit stacking method to perform a set of actions in one flow. So the general formula is after brackets a habit, I will do bracket another habit. Okay, so here's a couple examples. After I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. Okay, so you see how that works. After I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change into my workout clothes. <laughs> okay, so again, right? And you think about, um, you know, let's say you, for you, it is a better time for you to do it when you get home from work. But the key is, as soon as you take off your work shoes, right? You get in the door, you take off your work shoes, it's up to the room and change into the workout clothes. It can actually be after I take off my work shoes, I go down to my workout room where my clothes are ready and I get dressed and I do the workout right away. So time and place becomes key. And again, right, you listen to this and you think, ah, you know, whatever, uh, you know, but it's, it's just the way it works. It's the, the more intentional you are about what you're trying to achieve, the higher probability you are of, of being able to achieve it and to build on it. And eventually, um, it just becomes, uh, an automated habit. I refer to the morning routine for me which has been, I, can, I can't tell you how awesome it is. And it's, people joke, you know, I, you know my buddies will joke with me, that love, it goes to bed at uh, nine, 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night, you know, 10. Uh, I go to bed early, right? And I seem to be going to bed earlier now for some reason. Could be daylight savings time. But um, yeah, so, you know, but I get those good night sleeps, right? And in the morning, my eyes pop open and I have a nice morning routine where I get to have that, the peace and quiet of the home and the little meditation in the morning. As I've mentioned before, um, sometimes it's just about uh, getting my exercise in or, or my weight training in um, and Again, it's just about starting the day super positive. Starting the day with a win, right? And it's incredible when I think about all those years early in my career where I'd be struggling to get up. And just those changes, those, those small little changes of establishing atomic habits around the systems that I talked to you guys about in one of the earlier podcasts. 
and how they're all now compounding and they're stacking one on top of each other. And it just becomes a lifestyle. And what I, I find I'm, I'm enjoying the best about it is the fact that these atomic habits, it, it doesn't have to be like super rigid because everything seems to be going in a really great place, right? Like my nutrition is very good. Um, like overall, if you look at it seven days, you know, it's very good. My sleep is very good. My exercise is very good. I think of the mindfulness and the mindset piece, right? Being grateful, having lots of gratitude. And, you know, that being in, in a good, good zone, again, over a seven-day period. And it, but it all starts with committing to one of them. And, and I don't share all that just, you know, oh, look at you, Andrew, or it's not a show, it's not a showboating thing. This has been very hard. To, it's been hard to do, actually, believe it or not. You know? But when you can actually sit down and commit to it and really start to develop strong systems, it really allows for you to be in a good place and flourish. And, and again, that's what these series of podcasts are going to be. These last podcasts are going to be a template that you can use, that anyone can use. You can start from the beginning, go all the way through the book, and follow along, and just chip away. So this week, what if you set the goal of just establishing one habit and using the time and place as your guide. Okay, so again, don't use something you're already doing. You know, it's not, oh, well, I'm kind of already doing it, so I'm good, check, on to the next podcast. No, now what you want to do is you want to think of that area in your life where there's a bit of struggle, there's a bit of challenge there. And that's where you go, right? Think about it. We're all on Instagram and we're posting our wonderful posts about our bike rides and this and that. And that's great. It's awesome. But there's a lot of motivation attached to, um, you know, the riding of the bike and posting on Instagram. And there's some instant reward there. And that one becomes pretty easy, pretty quick. But if you move away from that and you explore other options of your life or other areas of your life, and you say, I want to now establish an atomic habit in another area, in an area that needs a little TLC. And that's the goal for this week. So I wish you all the best. And I hope you all have a nice week. And uh, continue to focus on kindness, wellness, gratitude. I can tell you we work with that at the kid. We're working a lot with, uh, with that with the kids at the school around the umbrella project and building out our umbrella, um, you know, with different uh, themes. We've looked at empathy, we've looked at gratitude, we're looking at mindset right now. And I can tell you the month of gratitude, uh, the one we did in gratitude has been uh, a game changer even just for me, applying it 
as the principal teaching the kids to apply it right but it's just sometimes if you're thinking this week you know things aren't going great having a bad moment pause and think of one thing in your life that you are incredibly grateful for and it's a mood changer it changes your mood instantaneously there's so much for us to be grateful for so there you go hope you have a great week god bless Peace. Go get it.